All right, I guess we are live. This is going to be an interesting one where I'm rocking the baby stroller as we go, hoping that we can get through this without any uh, meltdowns, but we'll see. So with that aside, let's just probably jump into it. Um, have a really exciting thing we wanted to dig into. I don't know if everyone is tuned into the last Behind the Sims episode that Matt and I did. Um, it was one where it was as like literal of an interpretation of the title as possible, but also like we weren't planning to release it as an episode. It's just like, as we got into it, like, oh, like this is an interesting discussion on sim precision and just how we use our sims to influence uh, the way the lineups are built. And what ultimately we realized was our goal with sim precision was to do a few things. It was to diversify lineups. It was to build lineups that reflect the true range of outcomes of players while factoring in their correlations and the game scripts and all of that other stuff. And it did all of the things like pretty well, but it wasn't as intentional as we thought it could be about any of those things. And so Matt and I definitely went down the rabbit hole on figuring out, are there ways we could more directly achieve those goals? Um, he then went way, way, way further to figure out like, okay, like Andy talked about a lot of random things. They, some of the points might've made sense, but how do we actually do that? And figured out some, some good ideas of how we can implement that. And so we just pushed out an update to the builder um, in SaberSim, it changed sim precision to sim diversity because that really is going to be the primary goal. Um, and what this change did was gives more diversified lineups while increasing the quality of those lineups because that was where we felt like it wasn't as though sim precision before wasn't achieving that. We thought there was more it could do, but um we thought there were some sacrifices happening to lineup quality where on average, yeah, the lineups were, were solid, but you would get in, in a pretty big player pool with some weird plays. You weren't sure this, like why they were there. Um, and what this did is actually got more diverse lineups with a smaller player field, meaning it pretty much removed a lot of those random one-offs and you'll still see them, but they'll be more likely that they like should be there. Um, Matt is definitely going to like take the lead on on talking about what we have accomplished with this in more practical terms. I think Jordan and Andrew are going to have a, a lot of questions along the way, but like I just kind of want to first get into um, one of the the big things that like frankly like we've been struggling with is when do we let something within Saberson be a black box? And when do we have full transparency with you guys on what's going on there? Um, we don't want to have black boxes as like a rule, but as we get deeper and deeper into optimization, into how we're building lineups, bluntly speaking, there are some things we are figuring out that we don't think other people are going to be able to figure out. And we don't want to share all that. Uh, we're not just trying to say, hey, we're really smart. Here's all the things we're doing because we do have a business and we want to make sure that 
We protect our trade secrets. We have invested heavily in building on our team to develop more and more of the things that uh, make us unique. Um, and we want to share as much of the process with you as we can, but there are going to be times where we draw a line and say, this is going too far. Um, and I think ultimately this is a spot where like, we're not going to talk too much about like how we're accomplishing this because this was already a black box. Um, we had given more insight into like, well, here's how many Sims were in each bucket when we were using Sim Precision before, but like, it wasn't always clear what that meant or why that mattered. And it was like, okay, but like, here's why that matters. Here's what this is trying to achieve. And the same principle holds is we're saying what we are trying to do is give you as diverse of lineups as we can while keeping the quality high. And Skull actually asked in the chat, what does more diversified lineups mean? Um, part of it is, is like kind of just the eye test of saying you'll know it when you see it. But more specifically, I mean, it's just we measure the correlation between the lineups and saying, okay, how related is each lineup to the other lineups in this pool? What is the overall correlation of the lineups in your lineup pool? Meaning the higher that correlation number is, it means they're either going to boom or bust at the same time uh, more or less frequently. And so what we've done is found a way to increase the average ROI of the pool while dramatically lowering the correlation of the lineups within that. So what you'll see is actually better lineups. And even though the player pool is smaller, they will have less correlation. They will be less related to each other. They will act more independently uh, than they do personally. And, and yeah, the update is live right now. And again, the reason why we're, we're comfortable with this and leaving it a bit of a black box is because we want to be transparent about what this feature is meant to do. And then you can judge for yourself, like, do we achieve that? Do these look more diverse? And like, do you see less lineups that make you like scratch your head and ask like, oh, like, does this one really make sense? Um, if you disagree, you still have all the tools you had before, whether it's exposures or min uniques or other things you want to use to influence diversity in your own way. Um, but we think we're doing a better job of achieving what we've set out to do with this. And if you just don't believe in any of this, you're one, you're probably not here. Um, two, probably, I guess, shouldn't be. But if you are, you can just shut this off just as before and have it act as a traditional optimizer and go from there. Um, but yeah, that's sort of like my disclaimer because again, like we want to be as transparent as we can. And in this case, I'm being transparent about why we're not sharing everything, but we will answer all the questions we can around like what it's doing and why that matters. Um, but we just want to protect the the genius work uh, that that Matt Matt did, and he won't call it that, but but I will. So, <laughs> yeah. From there, um, I think I will kick it over to Jordan. Unless Matt, like, I guess, do you want to give like your elevator pitch, or did I did I cover? Yeah. Oh, you you mostly stole my elevator pitch, but that's all right. Uh, no, I I mean you really got it right. It's essentially the idea is getting uh, the benefit of more 
diversification. In other words, uh, you're more spread out in terms of how related your lineups are to each other. Um, in terms of like the the impact of that, it's it's when you play your 150 plus what, however many lineups you're playing, uh, you're going to have lower risk because they're not all going to do badly at the same time. It's essentially the, the purpose of diversification is really a risk management thing. Um, it's keeping you afloat in terms of DF, in terms of your bankroll for longer. We've talked a lot about that with the profit plan and previous behind the Sims episodes uh, with, um, you know, in terms of contest selection and all of that. This is basically a, a, an extension of that in terms of diversification is a way to um, give you, uh, make sure that you're not losing everything in a given slate. Um, but the the tough part about that is often the tools that you need to use to get more diversification, including what Sim Precision, the, what we previously had for Sim Precision, but on other tools, randomness or um, min unique players per lineup, all these tools generally lead to lower quality lineups. Um, you're you're sacrificing a lot of expected value, a lot of projection, just a lot of uh, the value of these lineups. And we essentially figured out a way to utilize the Sims in a much better way than we were before to give you that diversification, that that range of outcomes that uh, is based on the Sims, but doesn't sacrifice uh, the value of the lineups uh, nearly as much as before, you know, increasing your sim precision a lot would sort of, it would have too much of an impact, I think, on, uh, or maybe not too much, but this is much less of an impact on on EV. So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, really, really excited about this update. I think it's, it's going to be hard to like, get across how cool this is, but I uh, am going to try to because I think it's just like, in absolutely like amazing super super impactful change that's just like very obviously going to make everyone's lineups better uh and everyone's like better and lower risk basically like that's that's the idea so yeah i'll, I'll go ahead and, and jump in here um i mean I, i'm very excited about this as well especially getting a chance to, to really hear about some of this stuff um i mean i'm curious i, I was gonna pull the app up here um and ask you know I know this isn't the the loudest update in terms of like front end change, but when somebody runs a build and they're they're looking at their build screen, is there anything that we like could kind of point to and say like, hey, that that should look or feel a little bit different um, as you're as you're building lineups? Yeah. So one thing we I decided to do was not update the default sliders and instead essentially update the builder like keep the same sliders and um change sort of the way that we diversify and uh correlate and all of that um given the same sliders and so generally what you should expect is um a tighter or uh, sorry more spread out exposures um without sacrificing without getting more players in your player pool um obviously that it can kind of it really depends on the slate and um, a lot of different factors, but overall, um, the main, I think, obvious thing that I noticed from this update compared to previously was that you get 
more spread out exposures without increasing the size of the player pool, which I think a lot of people, that, especially people that have experience with DFS, can relate to the importance. I think a lot of you know experts and a lot of touts and all that kind of talk about oh, um, you know, limit the size of your player pool. You don't want too many random players in there, and to some extent, that's a little bit too much of a heuristic because it really depends on the slate. Sometimes you want more players in your pool. You want some of those like players that are lower mean projection, but higher upside. But basically what we're doing is like, we're mitigating some of those, that noise that comes from the simulation process where in some random sim, a guy that has a mean projection of two points might get a few touchdowns and sneak his way into a few of your lineups and you still might maybe will have some exposure to that guy, but it's going to be much less likely this way. We're, we're essentially um, giving you higher quality lineups in terms of just like the mean and the upside. Um, and you're getting that diversity without needing to add too much noise. Be, be, and I guess just to clarify a bit where it's like the quality meaning, or I guess noise even meaning before, because we we were bucketing the Sims purely randomly, it didn't like it, especially when you're doing like the single sim builds. Yes, if a player who has more, who's like 95th percentile is significantly higher than someone else's, is more likely to be showing up in those buckets. But we're not like seeking those outcomes out. And it's not as though we've changed it so that like we are purely using percentiles. Um, like one of my ideas was in the Behind the Sims uh, episode, but we are capturing more of that. And so that's where a lot of the noise was coming from is just, yeah, out of 5,000 Sims, there's going to be times where like a rando does, like, does get a, a two touchdown game and is not even in for half of the snaps, that sort of thing. And that's mm. not to say the Sims are wrong. Um, it's more to say like, you probably don't need to optimize for that much of an outlier performance. Yep. And this update really does a better job of still limiting, um, still bucketing based on, on the number of Sims, but it's applying a few other filters, a few other adjustments mm -hmm. to help uh, influence it towards the more likely scenarios and towards the outcomes we feel like matter most. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I mean, I just kind of did a quick build here and it, it seems much flatter to me, like right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, player exposures are a lot lower across the build. This, this is just a default build for a 150 max. Um, right. I did have a, a clarifying question as well from kind of something that Andy had mentioned, we're talking about the correlation we're talking there mostly about like inter lineup correlation, the, the correlations between any two lineups in your pool, not the individual player correlations that we traditionally talk about in terms of things like stacking, right? Right. So really I th the kind of the goal is uh, you want each, you want within the lineup to have positive correlation and you want between lineups to have negative or, or neutral correlation. Uh, and, Again, it's like you're, you you want to basically play as many uh, plus EV or you know positive expected value winning, essentially, is the, the shorthand for that. You want to play as many winning lineups as you can that are as different from each other as you can 
so that kind of no matter what happens, because really, you know, what happens in the game is essentially the outcome of a, you know, a sim. It's like, it's very random. There's a, a many, many different things that can happen. And you want to protect yourself from uh, losing everything on a given slate. You want to keep your bankroll afloat so you can keep playing, but you still want to play uh, high quality lineups. And so, um, yeah, the, the correlation between each lineup, really the goal is to make that as small as possible. Gotcha. Andy, did you have something to, to add there? It looks like you're, you're pondering. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess just looking at a few of the questions in the chat. Um, so I'll, I'll try to bring some up. So how will this impact running test builds and will pool percent still approximate the optimal percent of time someone will appear in, in the optimal? Um, I'll be interested to hear like Matt answers more of the like pool percent and that sort of thing. But like, ultimately we are trying to get you further along out of the box in your lineup building process. We are not saying you click a few buttons and get the perfect lineups. We are saying we're going to take you pretty far along there. And then from there, you're going to apply your adjustments. You're going to maybe add some rules, whatever you see fit to get the lineups that you think are going to give you an edge. We're just trying to minimize as much of the work as it takes to get to that starting point. And to me, like this just gets you a lot further along. Um, so as far as like yeah. running test builds, it doesn't impact that at all. In a test build, just meaning not making any changes and just see where we stand. Um, you should still do that. That being said, previously, you probably would have wanted to make more changes than you do now. So it's not as though you no longer need to do the test build or things like that, but it's more like we think when you do that test build to see where we stand, where we stand is likely going to be closer to where you wanted us to be. Um, yeah. And I guess, so, yeah, Matt, what would you and, add? Andy, actually, I... I, honestly, I would slightly disagree. I think you, yeah. well, I would agree with most of what you said, but I actually think that the test builds will, this will impact test builds and the pool percentage of the test builds will more closely approximate the like optimal percentage than before. I think previous, so it doesn't impact um, like zero, zero, 10 test builds. I know Jordan has talked a lot about using that kind of process um, where you have 10 sim precision or now sim diversity. Um, that stays exactly the same. And just a quick side note, like Showdown um, doesn't really get affected by this. We're still using one SIM per lineup for Showdown. Um, but when you run a build with default settings now, you're getting um, a pool that is much closer to, I'm not, not saying exactly, but that is much closer to the actual kind of, I would say, uh, probability that each player will be optimal than before. Um, previously like if you ran a build at sim precision of six or or seven or whatever you're getting a much um tighter range of outcomes than reality um and now the, those ranges of outcomes more um will more closely resemble the sims but without having that noise aspect of it and so um i mean you should play around with it but like the pool exposures are much more spread out now, but in a default test build, which again is like 
part of it, it, the outcome of that is that you have to do less to get yourself a more diversified build, but it also I think makes that pool exposure column uh, a little bit more representative of like uh, kind of what the default build is is um, saying is like a a yeah I guess my of the time point that the players is like I I don't see how that does disagree because like to me a test build shouldn't have some deeper motivation other than to see where we stand see what like our take is on the slate and this will still do that um mm -hmm. but i think the test like this initial build this test build would be closer in line with like what yeah our, our take got better is really what i'm saying with that so it's not yeah as though, like, the running of it it should mm -hmm. change why you know the process it. the process should point, change yeah, but right. the build itself will look Correct. different than before yeah you know that's no, what of I'm course, and i guess the yeah that, that's... itself is um is more representative of like what the sims are saying is is what i would say um in terms of yeah, like I, I think it's like it's yeah. a better that's the easiest way of phrasing it is that it's not like we we have dramatically improved our sims for all the major sports like we continue to do that but regardless of that it's not as though like our sims inherently changed with this so it's not like our theoretical take on a slate is now better it's more like a test build didn't do a great job of showing you that and yeah. now we're better representing the sims based right. on what it takes to win yeah win and part of the part contest. of the reason that i think jordan really talked a lot about like this 0010 test build in previous you know office hours is because this was like truly a way to um you know if each lineup is one sim then the resulting exposure is sort of like the percentage of the time each player is in the optimal like that's literally what you're getting and essentially now it's like you don't need to set sim position to 10 to get more representative diversification like the pool exposure is much closer to the 0010 exposure not exactly um but you're you don't need to necessarily like adjust the sliders a lot to kind of get that um that value out of the test build so right and and to be clear 0010 will look the same now as it did before yes right yeah, yeah. Quick so question. like if you still want to get that you can still oh yeah i think there's still value to doing that for yeah. sure yeah uh, on that note i mean would you say that like what we've done here applies more to the pool as a whole or more to the lineups that are ultimately selected in your lineup set your top 20 or 150 or both or how does that yeah definitely the pool it is yeah no it's the pool uh primarily the pool um i actually did i actually don't know if i told uh you guys this right, i like made a slight things that just no did this I, went rogue I, I made a slight uh, but, change yeah. to to saber score um to uh kind of as part of this to basically better balance the impact of like the lineup um upside like the the top high the ceiling of the lineup versus how versus the impact of like uh correlation um i think it's still related because when we overvalue correlation and saber score, I think we end up with like stacks that are like too big 
compared to like the actual kind of upside of the lineup. Um, anyway, that that was a more minor change. Really, this is impacting the pool exposure. Uh, you know, ninety five percent of of what this is is impacting the pool exposure. It does trickle down to the top one hundred and fifty or twenty or however, because if you have a more diverse pool, you're going to have more diverse top one hundred and fifty. Right. Uh, just because it's, you know, you're not going to have one hundred and fifty of the same stack if you're using kind of the default sliders now. Whereas I think before you'd be more likely to have just like a ton of lineups that come up to the top because if 50% of your pool is one stack, then probably 80% of your top 150 is going to be that stack. Whereas when you start with a more diverse pool, just by default, the top 150 will be more diverse. You can still use the exposure settings and kind of use your own personal touch to manage your diversification and your risk even more. And I still would recommend that. Um, you know, when you run a default build, your top 150 are still going to be a tighter exposure range than the pool exposure is. Um, you know, so and like practically so speaking, not... for Jordan's question, it's like Matt did do an exhaustive backtest on how to update these behind the scenes and and make sure we are um, finding the right balance between improving mm. ROI versus decreasing correlation or increasing uh diversity um that's still something we're probably gonna like dial in a bit but ultimately all that work was done on the lineup pool level um it will have like matt's saying like flow through impacts to the ranking of the lineups but it's mm -hmm. that's not what was yeah. optimized for that's just like a second order effect yeah and to expand on that just because we haven't mentioned it yeah i did do so if you listen to the previous behind the sims series where we were talking about doing like the slider back testing for mlb i essentially did the same thing for nfl not quite as thorough i wasn't doing like every single possible slate in contest i was focusing mostly on um the main slates and the kind of like primary the the more popular contests uh not that the changes don't improve the rest of them but anyway i did a full back test of like every single slider combination and with like this new uh sim diversity setting uh and so actually the the defaults in the app were like very close to what the back test was saying so i think we were already in a really good spot which is why i didn't make any changes to those i think there's we could dial them in a little bit, but uh, for the most part, they're very close. This is mostly a way to figure out like the best uh, way to kind of set those parameters for this new diversity setting. Gotcha. Yeah, that was going to be one of my next questions. So on the sliders, like that feeling pretty good about the defaults and the, mm -hmm. the default value for sim, sim diversity. Yeah, I, I do want to point out actually that with the correlation, um, we with this approach there is more um organic correlation baked into the lineups without needing without the correlation slider and so we we ended up actually dialing down the impact of the correlation slider so like the numbers here are the same but it actually has less impact compared to sim diversity scales yeah, we scaled it because the way that we're using the Sims now to build lineups is 
takes into account correlation much more effectively than it did previously. Um, and so uh, we don't need to kind of, the correlation slider is almost like a, I don't know the right way to phrase it. It's almost like a hacky way of like, like we're like, oh, we're not getting enough correlation. Let's just like, we kind of boost, boost the it. correlation. Yeah, and it's not necessarily, I mean, it's a good thing because it's it's really hard to incorporate correlation like just from Sims uh, without sort of using the, we still use the upside correlation. I mean, that was, that was one of the issues but, we had yeah. originally with uh, Sim Precision was that mm -hmm. it was kind of accounting for correlation. It was kind of capturing percentile outcomes. It was kind of doing a lot of things, but not doing them as well as we thought it could. In a perfect world, we would have been able to capture correlation with this only. I don't think that's, I think it's possible. I don't think it's necessarily mm -hmm. like at this point, like beneficial, um, even mm -hmm. if it makes it a little more complicated in the interface than it could be. It's like, it's doing the job very well right now. Um, we wish we could simplify it by just having like the one slider to account for all those things. Um, but it's just still there. And so Matt has effectively scaled it down so that the defaults mm -hmm. are all the same. So like, don't feel like you, well, don't even not feel like you should not be making any adjustments to the correlation slider because of this change. Like the way Matt did, it was like left it the same and then just scaled it behind the scenes so that it would have mm -hmm. the right amount of, of impact because it didn't need to be mm -hmm. boosted as yeah. much. Um, one thing that I'm seeing in the chat that I'm actually curious about is so Alexander said, um, what happens in a scenario where I have a certain lineup in my pool of 500 as very distant, meaning like it's distinct. It, it is as mm -hmm. uncorrelated to the other lineups as possible, um, but it's the 500th best lineup um, according to basically any ranking metric. Mm -hmm. Will that make it into your 20 lineups? And I, I would say is like right now, no. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll riff on this and then I'm more just going to see how Matt tells me I'm wrong um, but or at least clarifies. But I guess in my head, um, there is still more to diversification than we could do with just a slider. Um, there is a balance where I would imagine if you built just 20 lineups rather than a larger pool, those 20 would be quite diverse, um, but then you don't get the advantage of potentially finding another higher upside lineup when you're building more. And right now, yeah, there's really not a great way of building a big pool and then selecting the subset of that that is most diverse. Um, it's something we've talked a lot about, but it's like, there's not an easy solution to it. There is some, like, we could basically give you a button that you click and it's like, give me the most diverse 20 from this pool. Um, to me, that's almost like too much of a black box. And it's almost like there are certain things that we will talk about as far as it being an important concept in DFS, like diversification. 
And it's not like we're intentionally holding things back, but at the end of the day, you do need to make lamps your own. You do have to find your own ways of getting that extra edge. And right now with where uh, we've come out on this is like, I think giving like a simple diversification button is going too far. Uh, I, I think we want to create more content to help talk about ways you could do that, but we don't want to do it for you. Um, but to the point, Alex, yeah, there there is like, there is more when you go from the pool that is now more diverse down to your final lineup set. Um, it's going to lose some of that. But by naturally having a more diverse pool, you should get a more diverse set than you would otherwise. But that's not to say it is as diverse as it could be. Um, the last thing I'll say before I kick it over to Matt is just we are working on what we're calling the pro plan, which gives much more fine-tuned control over a lot of these settings. It's things that like aren't required to win at DFS, but if you want more control over the process, a lot of these features will give it to you. And, and one of the big things will be the ability to create your own ranking of lineups. So basically your own saver score. And we're going to have more metrics and things that you can incorporate in that. You can use multiple variables and weight them differently and all sorts of things. So like you could potentially create your own ranking that helps point it in that direction. But honestly, like that level of diversification is still something that frankly, like uh, there's not a great way for us to do it other than just be like, yeah, yeah, click this button. Then everyone gets the same thing kind of a thing. So curious, Matt, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I think, so you're right. Uh, that the answer to this question is no, that lineup won't make it into your top 20 um, unless you adjust exposures uh, to make it uh, in there. But, uh, and, and to that note, like I said, I did adjust the Sabre score calculation a little bit to value upside a bit more. And I think that is going to lead to a bit more diversification of Sabre score itself. Um, that said, if it's like the last, the 500th best lineup, it's not going to make it into your top 20 this way. Um, yeah, to the diversification of the pool, like after you build the pool. So again, this update is making the pool more, more diverse, not making your top X lineups more diverse. Um, yeah, I mean, Andy's right that, that we're hesitant to just add like a give me diverse lineups button. Um, I think we're still open and talking about other ways to achieve that goal um, that are maybe a bit more clear what is happening. There's a spectrum. Um, there's a spectrum. There's a, like, there's a spectrum hey, and there's other ways. Sorry, you can't get any of this or, hey, yeah. click this button and we'll do it perfectly for you. Right. Um, so we're definitely like, we definitely understand the, the problem there. Um, and I think it's a really significant, I mean, maybe not problem. It's, it's something that, is it's important. An you know, yeah, it's an opportunity. And like getting a diversified set of lineups from your whole lineup pool is a really important thing. And the only way to do that right now is through like setting exposures. And um, it, it, well, it's getting the pool more diversified, which we're doing for you right here. And then it's once you've done that, it's kind of adjusting your exposures to, to diversify more that way. 
Um, but we definitely realize that that's like not a perfect solution. And um, I think that there are, there are things that we can and probably will implement that are going to be other tools to achieve that goal of diversifying kind of within your pool. Um, we just haven't exactly nailed down what. And I think what I would be. expect to see before like more direct diversification tool or tools or whatever would just be uh, the ability really to like favorite lineups and say like, okay, like you can manually go through this pool and say, I want this one, that one, that one, do another build. Be like, okay, I want these ones and combine them all. Um, definitely would still be a manual process, but that would at least give you more tools to get that final set of lineups that are more diverse. But again, to me, like that's a first step. And then it's figuring out, okay, like how much further are we comfortable going and what actually makes sense there? Um, yeah, uh, real quick. I, I was thinking too, on the, on the very practical level, if somebody is adjusting their exposures further in a build now to get more diverse or maybe even to take a stand, they, they actually should get a better result out of that on the other side now yep. just because the pool itself has been so much better diversified any any adjustments you're making in the build screen is going to give you a better yeah. lineup portfolio. Yeah, it'll be better, easier to make those adjustments better diversified yep so it's easier to make the adjustments and we feel much more confident in that every lineup in i mean i don't want to guarantee like every single lineup you ever build with saber sim with default settings is uh plus EV, we're obviously not going <laughs> to make that claim, but we feel much better with this update that your lineups are better, you know, more uh, higher winning, more plus EV, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're better lineups than they were before. And so doing a lot of adjusting, we feel just more confident that any lineup in your pool is going to be viable. And we've always said that, um, and we believe it, but this is just makes it better. You know, we're just, it's all kind of these incremental improvements. And we feel like the quality of your lineup pool is better now than it was yesterday um, without any other changes. So uh, easier to get the exposures you want and better lineups once you do. Yeah. And I think um, one thing that's like, to me, kind of relevant from this is a question I saw from Eddie is do you feel the new default sim diversity and correlation changes will make it less necessary to set rules before running a build? Frankly, yes, but I guess like getting a bit meta. Um, this is something that we, Jordan and I especially have really been trying to uh, refine is just like, what is the right framework to follow to use Saberson? We're not going to say these are the exact things to do to get the best lineups because like that, that doesn't exist. But how should you think about this strategically? And it really comes down to, yeah, the, the cycles of build, review, revise. If you can't get what you're looking for within the build as you're revising, do another cycle. Get those changes in, send them back to the home screen, do a new build and repeat. And by going through those, what you're doing is doing the first round without really any rules. Um, as you gain more experience, maybe there's some things that you realize you always have to tell us and that's fine. Put those in first, but it's trying to give you a way so that you don't have to tell us everything up front. 
And at the same time, it's like, well, what do I tell you? It's like, well, I don't know. Um, that's why you go through a few of these cycles. You make them pretty quick and just see what we give you. See what's not matching what you're looking for. Go back, mm -hmm. add a few more restrictions and repeat the cycle. And so I would assume with this update, you would go through fewer cycles. Yep. Uh, but I think the most important thing is to realize like it should still be an iterative process of putting in the bare minimum, building, seeing what you get, making those changes and doing it again so that you're only telling us what you have to tell us. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I would say in terms of like kind of changes that you make to the defaults, um, I think it's going to have a bigger impact on like player pool management. Um, so I, I know a lot of people will, you know, set filters on which players mm -hmm. they want in their pool, uncheck certain players they know they, they don't want stuff like that. Uh, this will help a lot with that. I was testing it a bit with NBA and it's just a very, you know, it, the, the player pool that you get with, as a result of default builds is like 20% smaller. You get way fewer of these like low projected min price and players like, and that matters uh, so much so in nba compared to like mlb where mm -hmm. it's just a lower variance sport so sure yeah. one out of five thousand sims or a couple out of five thousand might like yeah they might everyone might get injured in the game and this bench guy just goes off mm -hmm. but like that's really like not you don't need to go that far to win a contest but in like mlb it's much more likely that someone can just who's not expected to just mm -hmm. hits one or even two home runs like whatever um yeah and, and so the impact yeah. of this change accounts for those differences like for mlb you're yeah. gonna have a bigger pool by default than you will for nba because uh, you should and because you should exactly exactly um the yeah. the likelihood a player is going to make it into your lineups is more closely aligned to the probability that that player will be in the optimal in the banking lineup yeah. you know and so uh this just um yeah, in terms of just in terms of the changes that you feel you need to make to get the lineups that look good to you, I think, like Andy said, it's fewer of those cycles of like you do the test build and you're like, oh, I don't like these players, I don't like these lineups. It should look better to you off the bat. Um, again, you you still can and should make changes as you see fit. We're just hoping this kind of takes away some of those steps, makes it up quicker process and a higher quality process. Yeah. And I mean, I think the, the, the last thing I'll say on this is just, um, I mean, really when it, when it comes to these adjustments, we just think like, as far as what do we keep a black box? What do we get fully transparent on? It's like, we're going to be fully transparent. Like we think the goal of this setting is to give you the best baseline we can give you. It's not going to be perfect. It's not as though saying you don't need to make any adjustments from there. And our goal would be that like, yes, you won't need to adjust it as much. Um, but that's up to you. And that's why like having that build review revise cycle as the key part of your process will make this uh, natural, like because maybe some people won't agree. I, I think frankly, like Matt did an amazing job on this and it works it passes the eye test. It's something like, okay, like this makes sense. Um, but if not, then like, okay, just maybe, I don't think it's going to be worse than before. So I don't think you're gonna have extra cycles, but even if so, just go through another one of the cycles, figure out what you need to tell us to get what you want and keep going from there. 
Um, so Chuck asked, will ownership fade have a stronger impact? I'm assuming ownership fade didn't actually change, but I'm wondering if there's any like second order effects. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think so. We didn't change ownership fade at all. I actually think that it might have a slightly smaller impact now, and that might be something that we'll want to dial in a little bit. Um, just because the in general, the there's going to be a wider range of projections that are used. The each lineup that is built, I think, will be a little bit wider range of projections, and uh, I think the the higher like the standard deviation of projection per lineup, the less ownership fade is likely to affect things. Because if a player does really well and kind of has a really high projection, even if you have a really high ownership fade, it's not going to prevent them from being in the lineup. But maybe that's good. I'm just sort of brainstorming here. I I would say if anything, it's probably weaker. I don't think it impacted it too much. When I was testing, when I did the back test of all the sliders, um, it was similar to what it's set at now with kind of low to mid-range ownership fade, like three to four was generally the um, kind of the top ROI given the diversification that we wanted. Uh, so yeah, I don't think it's gonna make it stronger, but you know, definitely that's that's the kind of thing that you can play around with. I would say of any of the sliders that it's good to, well, actually sim diversity, it's good to play around with too, because it's, uh, if you want a more diverse set of lineups, I think that is totally like, okay. And that's one of those things where we set the defaults based on sort of like, we want a good ROI with a highly diverse set of lineups, but increasing the diver sim diversity from the default is, uh, it's not really going to hurt you too much. It's going you just know it's going to give you more diverse lineups. Um, ownership fade, I think, is kind of, you know, also a good one. I would be more inclined to to adjust those two than I would correlation. Um, but yeah, I would just play around with it if you're not sure and and see what kind of level of ownership fade gives you more of the exposures that you want. But yeah, we had we did backtest them. I know I'm just rambling now, but we did backtest. Yeah, I'm gonna just cut you off. And, yeah. Um, I, I will kick it back to to Jordan, or actually, I, I will just kind of put Andrew on the spot and have him say something. I, I do see the four hour work week in the background. I just want to be clear, like we expect more than four hours a week from you. Um, but JWH asks, would it be possible to add lineup rules to like the step three, two within the build? Um, and it took me a second to like kind of wrap my head around this, but it's actually something uh, Matt and I have, have talked a bit about where it's saying, okay, like, Build your lineups following our settings and then filter those. We have discussed adding the ability to filter lineups once they're built um, based on whatever criteria like you want to define. Um, it's something that like doesn't seem super complicated, but just like tacking it on is probably going to make it like super confusing and just like wouldn't be that effective. So we want to, generally speaking, we do want to add the ability to filter your lineups, especially because we recognize the fact that 
people want to build large pools and then sort through those to find lineups that meet the criteria that they have. Um, because it's not just projected points and saver score is our way of getting closer to it, but like people still want a bit more control there. So this is something we're going towards. And then what it would be is in conjunction with the ability to favorite lineups or whatever, you could then say, okay, like I'm going to apply this within this build, take these 30 out, save it. And then maybe I'm going to look for a different 20 or whatever else or do another build. Um, that's something that we want to go in that direction. I have no idea when we will likely build that, but that is something that's like on our radar uh, in that area. Um, yeah. And I will say like with the existing kind of filters and exposure management, you can do a lot of that right now. You know, if you want to say like, Oh, remove all lineups that have these two players together. You can do that. Or like lineups that have this player, but not this player. You can filter with the player filters on the build screen and remove all those lineups. You can set exposures based on team stacks and stack types. So uh, I do want to clarify that I would say like almost all of the rules that you can do on the home screen, you can find those lineups and remove them uh, or, or lock them in or whatever um, on the build screen um and you know definitely like if you're not sure about how to do that stuff but you know andrew or jordan or whoever can uh you know ask in office hours in a more normal office hours and they'll definitely be able to help you out yeah and then jordan i know you want to jump in but i'm going to just quickly bang out a couple other things so garland asked a couple of times for gpps should i use projected score or saber score uh honestly like Saber score. Um, but we've got a bunch of other videos that talk about why I would recommend digging through the, the YouTube channel, depending on the sport you're building for and watching some of those, those fundamentals on just like why that matters. Uh, these updates do not change that. Um, but like that, that's the big thing I would point out there. And Garland, um, if you have any other questions related to that, you could ask, uh, tomorrow at our normal office hours, I will be back, but special episode today. Yeah, for sure. And I would just say, yeah, like study up on one of those videos and then then I think you'll you'll be able to, uh, the questions might get you better answers um, is the easiest way of phrasing it. But yeah, we've got a lot of content on that kind of thing. Um, and then just to tilt Jordan, I'm going to say, Andrew, that was the first thing you said today. So like, let's get number two out from you. Like well, any questions, any, like what's going on in your head with these updates? I know Matt's talked a bit. I've talked a lot. So what are your It's thoughts? one of those things, you know, when uh, you're not the smartest person in the room, you just sit back and absorb it all and, and take it all in. So really loving the update. <laughs> Happy to, you know, be able to chat with you guys live. I'm sure everyone in the chat is enjoying it as well. So they, they hear enough of my voice uh, Monday through Friday. How, how do you think I this will change? Like, will, what are you expecting the impact on your process will be? I, I don't know if you, I think you've had a chance to play around with it a little bit before you released it. I'll, I'll say that I think something that comes up a lot is people ask, you know, am I making too many changes? I think the more build review revised cycles they go through, the more nervous they get sometimes toward the end and just having a more diverse pull out of the gate, having to potentially do less of those cycles is, is a good thing. And I think we'll, ease ease some people's minds when when using it yeah and and like 
to like me just kind of come in and be a bit of a dick where it's like, look like, especially with this update, if you have to go through a bunch and like whatever a bunch is, is, is up for debate. But like if you have to go through a ton of the build review, revised cycles, you probably should be a little bit nervous at a certain point because we are improving the quality of lineups at every step of the process. And if you are just not getting what you're looking for, there's a certain point where you should take it as a sign, like maybe I'm looking for the wrong thing. Um, we are never going to say again that like we we are going to give you perfect lineups right out of the gate. But every day we are working to get you better lineups so that you have to do less and less, but you always will have to do something. And there are always going to be things that like we just won't be able to do nearly as well, like diversification and other things. So it's kind of that balance of, of yeah, like you shouldn't run into those cycles, go through as many of those cycles anymore. And if you, but if you do, like you probably should be a little bit, not necessarily nervous, but like skeptical. Like that's where some of the content we want to create more of is just talking about like what happens and like how do I decide when to go with my gut go with my opinion, go with my research versus what Saberson is telling me. Um, that's an area we definitely can do a lot better with and we want to cover soon. Um, so that's kind of, just kind of like my uh, preamble on that. Um, and, and one more thing, I think, you know, something that we've talked about behind the Sims, I know Matt said he's already kind of tested this out with NBA. I think something you see a lot like last season was, you know, we want to get to guys like Joe Kitsch, like Giannis, those higher price guys and to get some salary relief in high diversity builds you would see some of these really low projected bench players really get jammed in sometimes and it sounds like that's not going to happen and I'm, I'm really excited for nba season to be coming it's yeah, gonna be big for you'll NBA, get for sure yeah you'll get what i think obviously i've only done a few kind of test builds but i think what you'll get is more players that like the players that have the upside you'll get that diversity. So they might not, you know, a player, like a stud player that isn't projected very well, I think you might actually get more of them than before because they, in the Sims, there are plenty of upside games where they're in like the optimal, but it's those players that are like very low probability to be in a winning lineup that you're going to get less of. So I think it's really, it's the win-win of like more diversity of the players that actually have the upside, the probability of being in a winning lineup less of the players that don't and yeah so jordan i'll finally kick it back to you yeah no i i, I the way i'm kind of thinking about it is you know saber sim has done a lot of things for a long time one of the things that I, it never really like was intentionally focused on was diversification like it would we would get diversity in kind of a roundabout way based on the way that lineups were built and the way that like sim precision kind of worked but we never like took the problem of diversification and really built a solution for that problem uh and now we have and I, i'm just really excited about that i think you know it's it's similar to correlation now almost in a way where we have an understanding of it we understand that it's valuable there is value that can be added by dialing that in further with your own stack rules or things like that uh, but SaberSim fundamentally gets that thing now and knows why it's important. That's kind of how I feel now about this with diversification that, you know, we're building lineup pools that are, you know, opinionated about why it's important to be diverse in that pool. Um, so I, I just think it's, it's 
I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to make it a lot easier for, I do a lot of my work. My process takes place a lot in that post build phase where I'm editing, uh, or, or working through lineups in the pool to figure out my final lineup set. And it just feels like it's going to be way easier to do that. And the result is going to be better. Um, I was poking You're through re like, revising, revise. Yes. Revising. Um, that especially like one thing I I've done like to do in the past is take a stand on like a couple, a handful of lineups that I'm not getting a lot of in the pool to begin with, maybe less than 5%. And I just want to just a little bit of them in my, my portfolio. Um, those lineups in particular look so much better to me just right off the bat. So super excited about that kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, like one, one, one more thing, I promise. And then, and then, um, no, no. the, the exact example of like a lineup that I saw before that I didn't like as much would be like, if you were taking a really big stand, if you're, you're fading to Grom on the MLB slate. Intuitively, I would think you would want that lineup to probably be like some really contrarian stack. And then the rest of the lineup is just like the best plays, two other really good pitchers and like some good one-offs or a good minor stack. Before, that's not actually what you would get. You'd often have this like bottom of the Sabre score lineup that had two other contrarian pitchers and a, and kind of a random other modge podge of guys in there. Those those types of lineups in just like my first experiments with this and running some builds here, like literally live on stream, look so much better. Um, so just I'm just stoked. I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, and one of the, the things so Adam just asked basically like what does this do as far as like is it replacing the control over precision? What if I want to use smaller buckets in my sims in certain cases? I think the easiest way of describing it is like this is still directionally like absolutely what it does. And if you have uh, sim diversity at zero, there will be one bucket for all of the sims. So it's treating like a traditional optimizer. If you have it at 10, there will be one sim in every bucket. So that at the extremes has not changed. And in between, there is more nuance, but it is still following that same general idea of saying uh, the higher it is, the fewer sims per bucket. Uh, the part we're just kind of hand waving away is what else do we apply to how do we find the sims for that bucket? What do we do to adjust? Whatever it may be. Um, but the same principle stands. Yeah. Um, and, and for that question, you know, if you wanted previously, you liked having that control of your precision, I would just follow up with you know what is the reason like what we, what did you want to get out of exactly. your final lineups um and i think that the reasons that you wanted that were accounting for um in a better way now uh so if you were doing that so you could get more diverse high upside lineups that hasn't gone away and having a high sim diversity setting will give you very similar lineups to if you wanted a, you know, okay. say you had a sim precision of nine before, but yeah, but better. So uh, it's yeah. really kind and of I think about that's like, what like, Matt, like you want. Yeah. We often get caught up in the tactics, in the details and the technical stuff, because like, that's what we have to do to build these things, but we can lose sight of why do these things matter? And I think um, as far as this goes, like that's where, there was a ton of work on the technical side to achieve it, but our goal, and I think what everyone cares about is, is what does it let you get? What does it give you in your lineups? And I think objectively we've met that. Um, and so, yeah, just hope that that's apparent. Um, if I stick around for a couple of more minutes, but I mean, Andrew will be 
doing office hours tomorrow. And then obviously next week it will be around in discord if any questions come up, but I guess, yeah, kicking it back to, to Jordan, anything else you think we should, should cover? Uh, no, I think we've, we've done a, a pretty good job of getting to everything here. Um, I think I'm excited to to sit down and start building some lineups for the the main slate. Um, I mean, one real quickly, Matt. I mean, you had mentioned it. I think briefly, this won't have a big impact on the showdown slate tonight. If you're doing zero zero ten, it won't have any impact, right? That's it won't have yeah no zero impact on the uh, if your sim diversity is at ten, then it's the exact same as before. It's one sim per lineup, uh, and sim diversity at zero is also exactly the same. That's a a cash build essentially just you know your projection optimal traditional optimizer um, traditional optimizer yeah uh one through nine is where it's much different um but yeah so for showdown tonight don't expect like oh i'm gonna have way different lineups that it, it'll be the same as before but for the main slate that's where you'll see well maybe you'll see i i think it's one of like andy mentioned at the beginning it's one of those things that if you didn't hear about this you might not notice um you might just kind of get better lineups and you didn't realize it uh but I think if you've if you've been using the tools really closely and like really looking at your exposures and your lineups after you build, I think you'll probably see a difference uh, in what your builds look like. And you know, hopefully, it looks like a positive difference. It it definitely is a positive difference. But, uh, <laughs> right, like yeah, it is. But we we hope you think yeah. so too. Uh, if you don't yes. think so, uh, tune into Office Hours more, and and you will eventually. We'll think so. convince you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing. So, uh, Skull just asked, will this update help more with MME or is it just as good for a single entry and three max, that sort of thing. And I think it kind of goes back to the other question about how does this impact? Like if I'm filtering down to 20 lives or whatever, and it's, yeah, like this will give you a more diverse pool to filter down to, it will remove more, frankly, just like lineups that are not viable from that pool. Mm -hmm. So the quality even of the final lineups that should absolutely go up, but you won't get, you won't feel the benefit necessarily as much. Um, and that's where it's going to yeah. be like definitely harder to quantify, but just by getting a more, it's, it's not just diversity for its own sake within the pool. It's diversity is getting more diverse lineups while making the average lineup better. So that alone will make sure that like, yes, mm -hmm. even if you are filtering down to just a handful of lineups, those should be on average better lineups. Yeah. And I think if you're really opinionated about your single entry, you know, if you're just kind of trusting whatever we give you, it's not going to be that much different. If you are really opinionated, opinionated about what, like which stack you want or which players you want, I think you'll have an easier time when you run kind of the default settings for single entry or three max at getting the lineups and the players that you want. So in that sense, it impacts you know that a little bit uh so it's not just like oh well you know the top 100 lineups are all the same stack if you you know want a certain player a certain type of lineup it, it'll be easier to find it all right and then the actual last question is from teflon just saying is it too late to join the max challenge no um we did if, if anyone's not familiar with it uh we can bring it up here uh, so yeah, we're giving away a ton of prizes. The way you get in is basically use our avatar, fill out the form uh, just by clicking that button and max out the mini max on DraftKings. Um, we are giving away a $400 
Yeti cooler to literally everybody who does this for every single week of the season. Um, but so yeah, like if you're just starting now Teflon, like you won't obviously qualify for that, but we are giving away a ton of prizes each week. And, uh, I think it's what, 10 weeks you'll get two custom, uh, Yeti. I think they're like ramblers to figure what they're called. Uh, but just a stackable cups, um, and a free month of Saber Sim. And that's like, literally like, doesn't matter how you perform each week, do this for 10 weeks and you will be guaranteed to get that. But we're giving away again, uh, more prizes every single week. Really quickly, I have two things to add there. So one is we did have somebody win this last week and they did get a uh, championship belt on order. So if you do take it yeah. down, you do get this mm. awesome looking belt. This is from somebody who won last year. So it wouldn't be the first time that Sabersim has taken down that contest. And then secondly, I see a quick uh, joke in the uh, chat that says, oh, well, this, are, no, are this you re-gifting the DK Yeti giveaways? <laughs> this, this, I could go rant on this for like 15 year. minutes. It's like <laughs> we literally were coordinating with DraftKings to be able to give away the tickets. And then it was like the week after we agreed on, on those terms and to have the have them sponsor the 5k free roll at the end of the season is like oh yeah they're giving away a bunch of yeti stuff too so so hello to all little... the DraftKings employees that are watching this stream and stealing our uh, giveaway ideas welcome well it's more like we <laughs> told them what we were giving away it wasn't that yeah. you had to tune into this <laughs> but uh but yeah so i i think our our yeti's stuff's gonna be better i think i don't think theirs is branded uh ours will be tastefully sabersome branded so you'll get some cool swag um and again, every week, even if you just do it for one week, no worries. Uh, there's still a lot of chances for prizes there. Um, but on that note, before I go on too many more rants, I feel like we should should wrap things up. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Jordan, for letting me just tell you that you're going to be running the show on this and just not letting you talk. Um, but yeah, all around, good stream. Really appreciate this, guys. Um, excited to get these updates out there. But if anyone has any other questions, don't hesitate to shoot them over in Discord or during office hours. But thanks, everybody. See you guys. See you guys. Everyone, thanks.